Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is going to be a fun episode. Matt Tate of the Lawrence Journal World joins me from Des Moines. He has spent time around the team talking to players, coaches, what is the status of Bill Self, and what are the vibes around this team as they prepare for their first-round matchup against Howard? I did something a little bit different this week. I hope you like it. I sat down with two of my best friends, both KU fans, both college basketball junkies, and we sat down and filled a bracket out together. I laughed a lot. I think it's really funny. I hope you do. I think you will. But uh, we recorded the whole thing, and we're throwing it on the podcast. Uh, it's a, something a little bit different than what I would normally do this time of year, but it's one of my favorite things to do when I think of college basketball. I think about these two guys, my friends in general, who I talk basketball with on an almost daily basis. That's the most fun I have talking basketball, so I thought, what the hell? Maybe you'll enjoy it as well. You know, Kansas is getting ready for a matchup against a 16-seed Howard. It's a game that doesn't mean all that much. Yes, theoretically, Kansas could lose, but we're talking about a, a one-in-a-million opportunity here. And with Bill Self being about a week removed from undergoing a serious medical procedure in which he had two stints placed in his heart, it's almost tough for me to wrap my brain around the idea that he might be roaming the sidelines on Thursday afternoon in Des Moines. Now, by the time you're listening to this, there may have already been an announcement as to whether he is or isn't going to coach in this game. As of the recording of this on Wednesday night, no such announcement has been made. When the team arrived to the hotel in Des Moines on Tuesday, he was not present to speak to the media as is customary. There was an announcement that he was going to be present at the team's media availability on Wednesday around noon. He was not. That was Norm Roberts again. And then at the open portion of practice... Bill Self was not present. Norm Roberts said that he had opted out of practice that day, but that he had been present at practice earlier in the day. Grady Dick, Kevin McCuller both spoke to the media and said, yeah, you know, he's been at practice. He's been getting on to us. He's been back to his normal self, which maybe he has been, but the fact that he has yet to make a public appearance, that's just a fact. I'm not criticizing for it at all. Bill Self has not made a public appearance since he went to the hospital almost a week ago, tells me that this guy doesn't want to be seen or isn't ready to be seen publicly. There's nothing wrong with that. 
that's his decision. But if that's happening on Tuesday and Wednesday, I don't know how you would make the argument that he could, should, or will be present for KU's first-round matchup on Thursday. I don't know what doctors are telling him. I don't know anything about his physical state. And it's so it's so weird talking about someone in a health condition that has nothing to do with basketball. We speculate all the time if it's an ankle injury, if it's a foot injury for a, an actual athlete. But this isn't an athletic thing. This has nothing to do with sports. Bill Self had a serious medical procedure for a, a serious medical issue, right? You've got blockage in your arteries. This has nothing to do with basketball. And there's something, there's some part of me as a KU fan that is maybe a little bit fearful of the idea of him taking the court again. I mean, he's got more doctors than uh, he knows what to do with. He's got a lot of people around him helping him make this decision. And ultimately, I, I trust that he'll do what's right and do what he needs to do. But I'd be lying if I were saying that there wasn't a part of me that felt a little uneasy about the idea of him being back out there. It's, it feels weird immediately going to, oh, well, when is he going to be back? When's he going to be ready? This is not a guy who's dealing with a tight hamstring. He's dealing with a serious medical issue, and I just hope for his sake and the sake of everybody around him that he takes as much time as he possibly needs, knowing that whether it's a first-round matchup versus 16 seed or an Elite Eight matchup versus a two seed, none of these games truly mean anything or matter compared to what he's actually dealing with in his life. As for the team, I don't feel too great about them either. Now, as for this basketball team, it's tough to have a lot of good vibes about the way Kansas played entering the NCAA tournament. Two losses to Texas in which you were hardly competitive in an eight-day span doesn't exactly strike fear into the eyes of your opponents. And you know what? I'll say this. Because it's Wednesday night and we are past the statute of limitations here on complaining, I know a lot of people didn't like the draw. Overall, I don't feel bad for Kansas. That's not to say I thought the committee got it right. I don't think they got it right. I think Kansas should have been the one seed in the Midwest. But you had an opportunity to control your own destiny at least as much as you get in college basketball. You know, college basketball, college sports in general – are so weird compared to professional sports. In the NFL and the NBA, win this game, you win your division, right? Lose this game, you're the wild card. In college basketball, no matter what you do, ultimately, there is a group of people who are going to decide your fate, and that always brings about a level of anxiety knowing you can't trust any group of people to get things right all the time, and the committee didn't get it right. But I understand why they did what they did, if that makes any sense. And I had a lot of people on Twitter tweeting at me this week saying, yeah, what are you talking about? They're ignoring the body of work. What about the fact that they played the toughest schedule in all of college basketball? They set the NCAA record for most quad one wins, 17-7, and seven, more than any other team in the country. So we're just to ignore all of that? No, you're not going to ignore it. But you had an opportunity to take the conversation out of the committee's hands. Win one of those games versus Texas... And we're probably not having this conversation. Not only did you not win one, you weren't competitive in either of them. You had a chance to control your fate. You didn't. I'm not saying it's right. I'm simply saying I understand why it happens. And I can't really feel bad for a team that didn't close the season out. Like, close the effing 
season out. That was the chance that you had. You didn't do it. And now you deal with the consequences, however fair or unfair it may be. However, at first glance, this does look like an incredibly difficult region. Your two seed, UCLA, is, according to most predictive measures, a top three team in the country. But again, they are a two seed. They're supposed to be really good. I wouldn't rather have Texas or Marquette. Maybe Marquette, but you're talking about one of the best point guards, maybe the best point guard in the country. Arizona, best front court in the country. They're two seeds. They're supposed to be difficult. Okay. Gonzaga, as your three seed. Gonzaga's Gonzaga. They have the best offense in the country. They have an experienced roster. Mark Few's a top five coach. Drew Timmy has been dominating college basketball since like 2014, it feels like. Most importantly, Gonzaga has a culture that expects to win games in March and go on runs. But they also have a defense ranked outside of the top 70, and that usually does not bode well for deep runs in the NCAA tournament. UConn as your four seed is an analytics darling. The predictive measures, Bart Torvik, Ken Palm, they love UConn. They view UConn as a top five team in the country. There was a point in time when UConn looked like the best team in the country, but that point in time was November. Since then, they went 13-7 and in the Big East, which was not only terrible at the bottom, they made up for it by being flimsy at the top. The bottom half of the Big East went 66-97 and this year. That's 33 games under 500. So either those teams at the top of the conference are that dominant or the conference is weak as hell and should be analyzed accordingly. All of these teams could go on runs. Any of them could go on a run. But any of them could get bounced in the first weekend as well. The biggest mistake each year is looking ahead at all the teams that you might face on your road to the Final Four instead of just looking at the teams that you absolutely will have to face. Because every time we do that, we say, oh, look at all of these tough teams in the same region. You never have to play them all. Instead, let's just look at what it takes to make it to the second weekend. That's all that really matters here. What do you have to do to get out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament? We can kind of move past Howard because it's a 16th seed. Arkansas is the team that I think a lot of people immediately looked at and said, that's a tough draw. Because Arkansas, again, predictive measures love them. Ken Palm has them around 20th. That would mean this is probably like a six, a five or a six seed, at least according to how Vegas would view Like if, if, if it is Arkansas and Kansas in the second round, this is probably going to be a game separated by like four points. Arkansas is one of those teams that everybody knows the coach, everybody knows the way they like to play. They've played a lot of marquee games. They've played in a lot of good games this year. The problem is every time I tuned into a big Arkansas game, they lost, whether it was Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, Baylor in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Arkansas didn't pull off any of these wins. If I just look at their resume here and I tried to find their three best wins, give me their three best wins on the season, I would look to a win over San Diego State in non-com play all the way back in November. I would look at a win versus Kentucky in Lexington in February. And their third best win would be against Auburn, what, a nine seed in the SEC tournament. Yes, Arkansas can compete with pretty much any team in the country, but up until this point in the season, they haven't shown the ability to beat one of the top 10 teams in the country. If I look at some of their numbers, they rank 304th in three-point percentage. They rank 287th 
in free throw percentage. So they don't hit shots. Uh, you kind of need to have some guys who can get you some buckets in March. Not saying Arkansas couldn't make some noise. They probably are a little bit underseeded, but I don't want to treat them like they're some sort of juggernaut that got absolutely shafted by the committee. They're going up against Illinois, who, by the way, has an almost identical profile to them. And even though everybody wants to pick Arkansas, Illinois is the team that actually does have some marquee wins on their schedule. They beat UCLA in non-com play. They beat Texas in December on a neutral site. Much like Arkansas, they can't hit shots. They're shooting 30% from three. That ranks 330th in the country. They shoot 68% from the free throw line. That ranks 308th in the country. We know how these games in March Madness go. It always comes down to a possession or two. If you're not knocking down free throws, if you're not making threes, like you got to be able to make shots in this tournament, and that feels like it could be a grinded-out game. Maybe either one of those teams' defense can slow down Kansas a little bit, and we know the Kansas offense has a tendency to stagnate a little bit. I know this, this region looks like it's difficult, but Kansas is going to be favored against either one of those teams, and it might be an ugly game. The second-round matchups often are. It's important to note that one seeds are 86% all-time in the second round. I'm just not all that scared of this region. I'm not saying that Kansas is going to cruise into the Final Four, but we have a tendency to do this the second the bracket is released, to immediately say one of two things. I love our draw. We got the best draw. I love it. We're going straight to the Final Four. Those are the years when you fall flat early in the tournament. Or you have a tendency to say, we got screwed, we got the toughest region, the committee did us no favors, and those are usually the years where all the teams you're scared of get bounced before you ever have a chance to beat them. Matt Tate, Lawrence Journal World, KUSports.com, good friend of mine, been doing this for a while now, Matt. Uh, you know, it sucks that at the eve of the tournament, I, I know why we would normally start talking about the vibes around the team. How are you feeling? What's the... What's the mood around this year's team, their draw, their region, all of that? But you cannot start a conversation about Kansas basketball today without talking about the status of Bill Self, his availability. And it's and even saying the word availability feels kind of weird because you're talking about a guy who underwent a serious medical procedure and the idea that we need to sit here and decide whether or not he will or should be coaching this weekend it seems rather trivial, but you are in Des Moines covering this team. Bill Self hasn't made any appearances publicly this week. What is sort of just the the vibe around his situation? What are players saying? What are coaches saying? What's your understanding of how he's doing and what his status is? Yeah, man, I think like as a journalist, right, like everything – about what's happening makes me feel like I should be skeptical and be like, huh, what's going on? You know, like, is this, are they hiding something? And, and, you know, having said that, I don't feel that way at all. I really don't. And, and uh, a large part of the reason for that is because of what you just said. I mean, this is a man that what five days ago was in the hospital for a heart scare like, you know, I, I think that giving him some grace and giving them some grace to have the room and the freedom to kind of ease back into it is, is not only fair, but right. 
And I think that if he happens to not coach in the game, um, that would surprise me right now. But it also would be a decision, I think, that would, would be, well, they're making the best decision for him and his health and his family and all that stuff, and how can you fault that, right? So I think that there's a lot of a lot of kind of buzz around where people are, are wondering, like, are they trying to hide something? Is he not going to coach? Why aren't they just saying it, you know, and things like that? And I think the reason that that's not happening happening is because that's not what the plan is. I think the plan is for him to coach, and they are just trying to word it in a way and and push forward in a way that is as open ended, if you will, as they possibly can. Like we are going to take this and call it day to day to day to day to day and evaluate it every day, and. He could be great Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday night, feel great. He could wake up Thursday and feel a different way, and then maybe you have to change course, and maybe he doesn't coach then, right? And so since they're not to Thursday yet, I think they're, they're deciding that the right move is to say, let's just, let's just call it day-to-day and say we're evaluating. Because in the very real sense, that's what they're doing. And so I think that's fair. I think that's right. I think, again, he deserves that. I think his family deserves that. Having said all of that, as I mentioned a minute ago, I think he'll be on the sideline. I think he's coaching, and I and I can tell you after today, guys like Jalen Wilson and Kevin McCuller and the rest of the you know the rest of the team, they believe he's going to be coaching too. I mean, they said in no uncertain terms that very thing today. So it's a tricky deal. It really is. It's it's weird because it does take some of the uh, some of the the, the NCA tournament vibe away from this thing because it. Right now, it kind of just feels like another game, right? Like, this is what you would do if this happened February 10th before a game at Iowa State. You know, this would be how you follow the news and you try to report it out and see what happens and all that stuff. And, and um, you know, it, it's still that way in a very real sense. But at the same time, this is the NCAA tournament. And it's the stage is bigger and the stakes are higher and all of that stuff, too. So it's... It's been different. It's been interesting. But, you know, again, everything that they continue to tell us from players to, uh, you know, media people to, to, to administration, everything continues to be he's, he's doing good. He's doing good. So I think you have to take that at face value, and I think, I think that's why I'm expecting him to be the coach on the bench um, when, when the game tips off at 1 o'clock on Thursday. It's so weird talking about something like this. Usually when we're talking about health, can a guy go? We're talking about a player, right? An ankle injury, a knee injury, right. a foot injury. But now you're talking about a coach and something that has absolutely nothing to do with athletics or basketball. And there is part of me, even though it's so weird, I don't want to speculate about somebody's health. But there's part of me that just says, man, if Bill Self has any opportunity to coach in this game, he's going to coach in this game, whether or not it's wise for him to do so. And that worries me a little bit, Matt. Like, I hate to come at it from this paternal point of view of trying to act like I should be the one telling Bill Self, grown man, what he should be doing. But there is that sort of instinctual thing that I think kicks in, and I'm sure there's a lot of fans who feel the same way that are just like, hey, man, like, take it easy. I know you want to be out there because you're the ultimate competitor and none of us can relate to that, but you don't need to be out there, especially on Thursday against a 16 seed. Yeah, I think that's a lot of the way a lot of people feel. I mean, you, you got to remember, right? Like this is 
this is a, a fan base that, that really buys into and connects with that whole, whole concept of family, right? And so there are people who have never met Bill Self, who will never meet Bill Self, who may never even be in the same building as Bill Self, who feel like he's part of their family. And so, yeah, I think people feel that way right now. They're like, man, I would, I, I just hope he's okay. That's really all I care about. And yeah, I want him to win, but they can win without him in this game, like you said. So I, I do think there's there's a, a significant number of people that, that probably feel that same way. But but you hit it on the head when you when you talked about him and 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 the competitive nature and you know come hell or high water he's going to be out there, right? I mean, he does have good people around him. He does have, um, you know, his, his family's obviously not going to let him do anything stupid. That, that means his wife, that means his sister, that means his mother, that means Tyler. I mean, you know, that like they'll tell him, Hey, you can't do this if, if he can't do this. And, and, and I think more than ever, he will listen to that. You know, there might be a time 10 years ago where they would have all said whatever they need to say. And he would have said, yeah, you don't know. I'm okay. You know? And, and so I think, like with any of us as we age and, and, you know, you look at things through a different lens and a different perspective and, you know, self's a, a grandfather now, and that changes your, your point of view a little bit and things of that nature. So I do think he will be open to listening to the right people and, and that's huge. And, and I think a lot of the right people also are, are, you know, people on the team and, and assistants who have been 20, 30, 40 year friends of his, you know, and, and, they're not going to let him go out there if he shouldn't either. And, and so that was why today, you know, I've been, out, I've been wanting to ask this question for a while and I just kept forgetting or ran out of time or whatever. And I finally was able to ask Norm today, like, hey, has, has, has Bill been told, like, by doctors or whomever that, yeah, you can go coach, but you have to take it easy. You can't get up out of your chair. You should stay seated, like, does he have restrictions? Does he have strict instructions like that 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 are making this a, a tougher thing? And, and Norm said, no, I haven't heard anything like that from the doctors. And that's good to hear because if you were to tell Bill Self, yeah, you can coach tomorrow, but you got to stay in your chair. Well, he might as well not even be out there then because a guy like that's not going to be able to stay in his chair. you know. And then at that point, it's hard on him. It's hard on the team. It's just awkward and weird and not not it so um the fact that 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 answer from norm today was yeah no there's nothing like that happening here that means that if bill self's on the freaking bench tomorrow and coaching his team he'll probably look a lot like the bill self we've always known and that brings a whole other question like should he for his own good and the good of his family and all that should he take it upon himself to pull back a little Probably, right? I mean, I think everybody would say probably. And to be honest, I think he probably will. Like, I think I think he won't yell and scream as much, right? But, like, it's still competition. It's still sports. It's still things hanging in the balance that you can't control. <laughs> and, and if something goes against him in the heat of battle, in the heat of the moment, you might not be able to control that, and you might just lose your mind and start screaming and yelling because that's what you've always done. So, you know, none of that means it's 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 going to be awful or bad news or anything like that. But it's all part of the equation, and it's all part of part of this conversation, and 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 maybe what people are trying to consider, and how they're weighing this, that, and the other, and maybe some of the fears, and and maybe some of the things they're you know realizing they fear, but they shouldn't fear. So it's it's 
it is, man. It's really a different, different thing, unlike anything I've ever covered, really. Tournament's all about vibes, right? Like, you got to have good vibes if you're going to continue to play and, and move on. And those can be very fickle, right? A, a team that's red hot coming into the tournament that just won their conference championship and feels like they can do no wrong can get bounced in the first weekend. And all of a sudden, you'll wonder where all of those good feelings went. Kansas is on the opposite end of that spectrum. They lost two straight games. They weren't particularly competitive in either of those losses to Texas. I know you get the feeling that it's a blank slate. You get to turn over a new card and and sort of gear up for this tournament. But what is your vibe of around this team in general from a basketball point of view? Do you feel like this is a team that is poised for a deep run? Or are there questions based off how we've seen them play over the last 10 days? I, I think there are definitely questions, but but you know, having said that, I think they are they are a team that believes they're ready to go, and this is a run, and they're going to make another one, and um, and and you know that's that's where it, that's where it stops, and that's where it matters, right? They they're the ones that have to believe in it for it to happen. So I, I and I don't think it's phony. I don't think it's like this false bravado or anything like that. I think I think there are enough things you can point to in both of those losses to Texas that make them justifiable in the eyes of these players. Like, okay, down there, went to Austin. It was their senior night. We had nothing to play for, even though we said everything right and said that we should go down there with a lot of, a lot of pride and go play and play hard and all that. It was human nature. We didn't care. It didn't mean anything. So there's that. And they beat us. Good for them, right? Okay, now you come back for the championship game, and it's the Big 12 title game. And do you need to win that game? Probably not. You know, you're still a one seed either way. Would you have been the one seed in Kansas City if you'd won it? Maybe, maybe not. It doesn't sound like it. Um, on top of that, Kevin McCullough's out. Well, how different are you without Kevin McCullough? The answer, very, very different. So you can look at those things if you're them and say, those are the reasons we lost both of those games. Look what happened in Lawrence when we had our full team and we had something to play for. We beat them, you know. And beyond that, I think what's most important there is is, is that – they're not playing Texas, right? So that's a big part of this. They're, they're not playing Texas. There aren't very many teams that are as good as Texas in the entire bracket. And so I think they, they have shown the ability to just totally push past that and brush those off as non-factors. It's almost like the games didn't even happen. Did they get their attention a little bit? Yeah, for sure. But, like, again, they have so many reasons behind why they went the way they went, at least in the eyes of these Kansas players that they just don't care about them. It's, it's about what's next. It's about moving forward. And, and the bottom line is these guys still believe in themselves and believe they have a hell of a team, and they should. You know, they're the defending champs. They've got, they've got championship medal and swagger, and they've got a Hall of Fame coach who they believe is coming back to coach them. And you put all that together, and you're in a pretty good spot. So I, I, think, I think they really do believe that they've got a run in front of them. And, uh, you know, obviously we'll see what happens. None of it's easy ever, but – um, but, but again, believing in it and the confidence, that's, that's such a big part of it. And I don't think they're short on that at all. I think I may have misspoke. I think I may have said they lost two in a row. They lost two in a row to Texas, what I was trying to say. Grady Dick was pretty non-existent in both of those games, Matt. I think he had six points in each of them. And it feels like that has been one common theme when Kansas hasn't played well. Not always when they lost, but just when their offense has looked stagnant. Your second leading scorer, a guy who really opens things up from outside, has been effectively taken out of games. 
I get it. He's 19 years old. He's a freshman. Inconsistencies are bound to happen. But this time of year, seems like this team can't really afford to have any more of those games. What do you make of Grady's struggles and how Kansas can kind of try to overcome them offensively? It's so hard to know because everything he's doing, he's doing for the first time. And, it, it, you know, to your point, it's hard, to, it's, hard to, it's hard to trash the kid. He is a freshman. This will be his first ever NCAA tournament game. How can you tell him, act like you've been there. Go out and do what you've done in the past when he's never done it. You know, it, it's, really, it's really hard to do that. So I, I think he's so competitive, and that's what makes him such a good fit for, for self and such a good fit on this team is, you know, he's the kind of kid that – he can go for 28 and you can praise him afterwards and he'll say, well, I should have had 40, you know, I sucked or whatever. Right. Like he's just that dude. So um, I think that the biggest thing for him is, is just trying to stay in the moment and relaxing and, and not pressing and taking what's there. And he's shown signs of that. Even, even against Texas in the championship game where he wasn't, he wasn't great, and I think he missed he missed what five or six, over five or over six from from three point range mm-hmm. in that game. Like he, that's that's a lot of the reason behind a lot of the reason behind that is that the way they're guarding him, right? Like he's just not stepping into clean looks. And and what I saw that was a real growth moment in that Texas game from him was well when they crowd him right on the line and he can't go up with it and he can't get room to breathe and the shot's not going to be a clean look. He started to show, hey, okay, I'll I'll rip through here and I'll attack the rim, and that's good. That's what you should do as a basketball player. That's the right play. All of those things. The problem then becomes, he's a freshman and he's 19 years old, and he's not strong enough or physically mature enough quite yet to then make sure those are easy plays to finish, like maybe a guy like Jalen Wilson would, who's been around four years. You know, so it, it, it's a tough thing because the the Everything about what he's doing says, good, good, good. That's great. Yeah, do that. And when you get the open looks, pull the trigger and don't even think about it. You know it's going in. But it's still so much of it with him is, is again, the physical maturity. And there's just nothing you can do about that, not from the regular season to the postseason, not from December to, to March. I mean, nothing. You know, like that's that that's something that takes – a full calendar year or two. I mean, just look at Christian Brown, right? Like Christian Brown as a junior was a beast. And that's why he's playing serious minutes for the Denver Nuggets, who are the best team in the Western Conference right now. Had he decided to try to leave and go pro early, um, you know, which he could have done. I mean, like he he probably would have got picked up somewhere if he left after his sophomore year. Well, he still wasn't as physically mature and as physically ready and and I'm not I'm not trying to turn this into a Grady NBA talk at all, um, but but it just kind of reminds you of, of the the situation where where these guys need that kind of time to to develop. And so for Grady right now, that that time's not there. There's not going to be you know, hey, we haven't played since Saturday, but I'm more physically mature now. I mean, maybe five days, but five days doesn't doesn't do much, you know. So um, for him, it's all got to be just the, the, the right approach between your ears, the right mindset, staying present, staying relaxed, taking what's there. And, and if it's not there, if you're not scoring, if you're not getting any looks, if you're not able to do much, you know, go find other ways to do it. Go get eight rebounds. 
Um, make sure you're moving and not standing. Make sure you're, you know, t- trying to take a charge or two. Whatever you can to, to contribute is, is, you know, going to be critical at this time of year. And, and there's no question that, that he has that in his, in his mind. I mean, that kid loves Kansas, and, and he would do anything for Kansas. He'd cut off a toe if it meant they advanced, you know, but, um, but it's still a maturity thing and it's still a, an experience thing. And so he's, he's going to have to, he's going to have to find a way to just hang in there. And who knows, man, maybe he has, maybe he's got a great tournament coming up. You know, I mean, he, he's talented enough that he could have a, uh, he could have a monster, monster tournament. There's no question about it, but if it doesn't come easy, if it's not there immediately, like, like you're talking about in those Texas games, then he's got to find a way to, at least be able to take that next step maturity wise to, to, to decide, Hey, I'm going to do something. I'm not going to just sit here and, and let it fall apart on us. I'm going to do something rebound charges, et cetera, et cetera, something that can help. And again, he's, he's a freaking lifer of, of a basketball player. He's a gym rat. He's a grinder. He lives for this game. He'll find, he'll find some way, especially this time of year. And, we talked to him in the locker room today. He's he's excited as hell. He cannot wait to get out there and actually play a tournament game. And you know, maybe some adrenaline and good things come from that for him just just because of that. Because you can't imagine watching this thing your whole life, rooting for your school like this your whole life, being a, a young KU fan your whole life, and now you're actually playing in a tournament game for them. That's like that, that's that's crazy stuff, man. That's that's a lot to a lot to manage from just an excitement and adrenaline perspective. Yeah, it's exciting to see how guys are going to respond to these moments. Like Jalen last year, you know, Jalen was ascending at the end of last season. When you look, I mean, you can look back at them and watch him, but he struggled so much early in the year, started playing much better once he kind of focused on things other than scoring. And then he was really one of Kansas's best players during the tournament run. He averaged 12 and 10. Like that kind of gets forgotten in the shuffle of the national championship game and Dave playing so well down the stretch and Remy coming on and being the savior. Jalen was basically averaging a double-double in KU's title run. I just have a feeling. I don't think – here's where I'm at with Jalen. I don't think this can be a Danny and the Miracles thing. Like, I don't think Jalen can just do what he was doing the first month of the season, putting up 25 a game and doing all the work. I think if that happens, KU gets bounced early. But sure. just on a personal level, I can't imagine the the bit, the drop-off maybe that we saw late in the year from him is going to continue into the tournament. I, I think this guy is poised for a massive run, however long it may be for the team. I agree with that 100%, just because of him, man. You want to talk about a maturity situation, that dude has, has become such a – such an impressive dude um, throughout his time at Kansas. And, and, you know, he was a lot there last year because he was a huge part of that team. And that's what he, what he lives for too. You know, that was what he wanted when he came to college and, and he got it. And, and so he, he fit right into that and he handled it well. But, but again, you take another step now from being that guy to this is my team. This is my last year. This is, it's on me now. And, and, you know, the maturity that comes with that, the maturity that's required um, for, for your, someone to be able to do that is off the charts. And, and so, yeah, he's, uh, he's, a, he's the ultimate gamer. I mean, you've heard all the things Self has talked about all year with him. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's so complimentary of him. And, 
um, that's a little a little rare in its own way, you know. But but you know one thing with self, he doesn't he doesn't compliment guys when when it's not deserved, you know. He's it's not it's not lip service with him. So um, yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, Jalen Jalen's not going to go out go out regardless of when it happens without swinging and swinging with everything he's got and 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 from a from a basketball perspective too. I mean, that's just that's just competitive fire. That's just leader that's maturity stuff like we were talking about but but from a basketball standpoint he's also probably pretty poised to do that as well because he's kind of evened it out not not evened it out he's kind of stopped the slide I guess a little bit but there was a stretch there in the last two three weeks of the season where he was like one for his last 20 from three-point range and I think he hit a few in the tournament in the big 12 tournament and that kind of you know again stopped the skid a little bit and made you not think about it as much um, but if you just do the math, you know, he, he's do some makes, um, because you know, a guy that's shot at that well all year, you, you assume that it'll come back to the percentage that he's at and, or was at. And, and if that's the case, you know, he's probably due in the next, I don't know, three or four games, if they've got that in them to, to you know, he's probably due to make 10 or 12 and shoot 20, 25 and, and that'd be fine. You know, I mean, I think that that would really benefit Kansas and, and it would lead him to exactly the kind of production that you were talking about, and and it would be it would be a very good thing for this team and their chances of advancing. So, um, yeah, man, I think I think he's, uh, I, you know, he he's put everything into this moment, and it's here. There's no way he's going to go down without without just absolutely leaving it all on the line and 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 trying to will guys through and trying to fight and trying to scrap and do whatever he can. And that's. That's him. That's his his nature, and and that's what it takes at Kansas, and that's what it takes in the tournament, regardless if you're Kansas or anybody. I mean, you you've got to have that in you to to win six in a row. You've got to have that in you to make a run, and and they know they they know they do as as a result of last year. They know they do. Um, now they just got to dial it up again. Matt, always good to catch up with you, man. I appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes out of what I know is a very busy schedule for you this week. So good to catch up with you, man. Thank you for the time. Likewise. Thanks, man. It should be a fun run. And, uh, yeah, Des Moines, 2016 was the last time I was here and they were here. And uh, I was there. It's, there you go. See? See how long it's been? Wow. Crazy. But it's crazy, man. Like, do you remember that, that run? Like, I remember Fong's um, Pizza. There you go. I ate there the other night. So there's there's uh, there's good things out there already. But um, the the one thing I remember most, other than kind of being in awe of this building and this being where Kurt Warner became a legend, um, this was his stomping grounds before he joined the NFL, and that's pretty cool. I've always <laughs> I know I was geeking out over it back then, and and I looked up at the banner today too, and I was like, hey, how cool, man, Kurt freaking Warner. Anyway, uh, the KU game they played UConn in the second round. And UConn played them tough, and I think that was a one-eight or a one-nine game. It was, you know, it was a lot like we may see here. And and uh, they 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 fought and they fought and they fought. And I think maybe six seven minutes left, maybe less than that even. They had a uh, Kansas had a little run that knocked them out, and the sort of defining moment of that run was, uh, or the or the exclamation point, if you will, was a transition lob. And I don't know who threw it. It might have been the Deer Tharp, but it was to Wayne Selden, and he caught it one-handed and just punched it. And it was, I mean, it was so violent. And, it, you know, it wasn't Ish Wainwright violent against Baylor or nothing like that. But it was, 
it was pretty nice. And, and like, that's the only thing that I remember about this, this entire experience up in Des Moines in 2016. But do you remember that? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I, I distinctly re- well, I remember the, I remember the Louisville and the Maryland games distinctly. I don't remember was, the Des Moines yeah. games as much, but you know, radio guys, Matt, you know, we don't get those <laughs> primetime seats courtside right across from the home bench. They put us up in the nosebleeds. So I, I may not have had a, as good of a view as you did. So you thought it was, you might've thought it was Tyler Self. Or yeah, I couldn't that, tell. Yeah. I didn't have my binoculars yeah. on me, so I couldn't tell exactly who it was that finished the play. All right. All right. Well, stick with me then stick to stick to my Twitter, stick to my coverage this week and you won't miss a damn thing up here. I promise. <laughs> hey, thank you again, man. Have fun. All right, Nick. Thanks, man. Okay, so I have invited two of my friends, fellow Jayhawk fans, to fill out a bracket with me. I never do brackets. Even when I was doing a radio show, I never did brackets. I would just say who my final four was, but I never thought that anybody really just gave a shit who I was picking. And I still don't think they do, but it's also, I believe, a fun way to go through and talk about these different teams and these matchups. So I think the easiest way to do it as I'm joined now by Lance and Kevin. I'm not going to say your guys' last names. I think the easiest way to do this, guys, is just to go through each game, and then we'll get do a two-thirds vote. If we get two votes on one team, then we move them along. I mean, feel free to fight for a team if you want to, but I think it's easiest to just go with two-thirds, and then we'll, we'll advance that team until we have a national champion. Everybody cool? Okay, let's do it like this. Two-thirds, but you can you can really stomp and try to get try to sway one of the two. Yeah, but you got to know, but you got to know when to throw in the towel. Like you got to know. For sure. For sure. I'm going to get to two name calls and then I might back down. Yeah, cuz I'm that you're the one I'm afraid of, Lance. Is I feel like you'll like if like if I really want to put Florida Atlantic into the round of 32, I feel like I might get a big fight from you. I don't hate it. Okay, let's start. Let's do we'll go southeast, midwest, west. All right? So uh, I'm not even going to talk about the, and I have a master bracket here that I'll be filling out. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about the one seed. So let's just go Maryland, West Virginia, the Mountaineers. I think that's a really good matchup. I really don't love Maryland. I I, as well, and I think West Virginia can get to that point where they can be a dangerous team. I think Maryland disappears a lot. So yeah, I got the Mountaineers. We have three. We have three in unison right now. Okay, we're not going to take any more time on that then. Uh, okay, San Diego State, Charleston. San Diego State plays so freaking slow, and I've only watched like two of their games this year. I think I watched them at the beginning of the year lose to Arkansas. Charleston is sort of a sexy upset pick here. Do we like? I hear a lot of murmurs about that Charleston team. Didn't get a chance to really watch them, but San Diego, very underwhelming. Yeah. They were supposed to come out be one of the top teams, and let's be honest, that whole conference hasn't done anything. And They don't do anything well. Like, I look at their profile, like, I don't see what San Diego State does particularly well. And when you don't, like, when you don't take care of business in non-com play and you play in the Mountain West, like, it's just tough for me to take it that seriously I can't I'm checking on something I also I feel mean, like if we do it like this we're going to end up putting yeah, all I, four I have 12 San Diego in. State but 
I can see the Charleston. So, so do I. Okay, I don't feel passionately. There's other, there's other 12 over fives that I'm hotter about. Do you guys know what the Charleston mascot is? It's the, the, it's the Cougars. Hmm. Did you That's know what that I was Char- going to say. Did you know that Charleston has the nation's fifth longest active win streak? Hmm. Bet you didn't. Mm. Bet you guys feel silly now, don't you? Okay, fine. San Diego Tough State. Conference. That would be the Colonial Athletic Association. Yeah, just an absolute grind show. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's a bad conference when it's not even called a conference. When it's called an association. <laughs> I know. It's like it's it's like loosely. Can you name another team in the Colonial Athletic Association? Go. No, I can't. Um, That's not good. That's not good. Uh, Hofstra. Oh, dude, oh, come dude. on. I know all these schools. Hofstra, Towson, Drexel, William & Mary. I sprinkle a little little half units on those games. Yeah. Still know nothing <laughs> When you're them. trying to get back to even. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like 9 o'clock on a Wednesday. I'll do it in the Colonial. <laughs> it's the only game's <laughs> it's left. an inefficient market. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. We'll put San Diego State in. Okay, uh, the four thirteen matchup is Virginia versus Furman. This is legitimately one where I do like an upset. I absolutely have it in my bracket, and I'm all Furman. All Furman all the way. Well, it's it's less Furman and more about I'm never going to believe in Virginia because of the style of play that they have. Unless it's, you know, like when they were 2017, 2018, 2019, well, they, they, had good, they had NBA players. Yeah, exactly. Kyle it Guy. helps. It helps to have NBA yeah, players. Ty Jerome. Yeah, um, able to go get you a bucket. DeAndre yeah. Hunter. Yeah. Guys that, Kyle it, Guy. Yeah, so when you have NBA players and you play that style of play, it's like, okay, we're going to slow it down. We're going to have minimal possessions, but you're going to execute it, so you're probably going to win a lot of games. They don't have NBA players anymore. And Furman is an incredible, incredible name, incredible mascot. Furman, Paladins. the Paladins. Paladins. Do you know what a yeah. Paladin is? It's a it's, knight. Uh, it's a huge horse. It is not. It is a knight. It's like a type of knight. Also, Furman, okay. number one in the country in two-point percentage. Number one in the country. They get all their buckets inside. So I don't know what that actually means. I just know they it are translates. really efficient at scoring inside, and that matters to me. Doesn't Virginia have big guy hurt, too? With yeah, a weird name? Didn't he break his hand? Well, Maybe. I, I, let's I, just assume he did, and let's put let's put uh, the Paladins okay. through. I think that's another 3-0. We're in sync. Okay. Ooh, um, by the way, Virginia's reference. big man, Ben Vanderplas. Is that who you're speaking of? Told, told you it was a weird name. Yeah. yeah or foreign. Yeah. Foreign. Not weird. <laughs> that's <laughs> actually offensive. We're going to have to what edit that bigot, out. Dude. See, this is, why I didn't, this is why I didn't want him to say his last Loose name. Cannon. Yeah, Loose Cannon actually ends up being Kevin in this one. The okay. father. Okay. Uh, he is. Can you believe it? <laughs> All right, uh, next matchup, Creighton versus NC State. I don't really have any bold opinions towards Creighton other oh. than I think the Big East is kind of weak this year. Yeah, me and Creighton are in a real love-hate. Love them, and then every time I put a big unit on them, they fall flat on their face. Okay, so do you... I love is, them in this game. Okay, so do I. Do you have any objection? Uh, NC State just got smacked by Clemson. I have, I have one thing to say. Okay. Turquavion. Turquavion. I feel like Turquavion. I love buying into electric guards in the tournament. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It doesn't usually work 
for me very well, but I feel like Turquavion is due for like 31 points. So and Tur- I think Turquavion Smith Shireman is going to be wishing he just graduated and didn't play any more college basketball when Turquavion is done with them. Turquavion Smith had uh, he had 30 points in a win over West Virginia on March 8th. Also had 11 points in the loss to Clemson uh, at eight points so in a loss due. to Duke. He had 10 points in another loss to Clemson. So uh, it sounds like the Wolfpack will go as far as Turquavion takes them. Baylor Shireman. Okay. Is that the, by the way, is that the most Creighton name ever? Oh, yeah. That lefty, he can uh-huh. uh, stroke it. Okay, so... Kevin, he, he does fancy, he does fun passes, doesn't he, Lance? <laughs> you talking about the bounce pass? No, he throws like behind the back passes. He's actually kind of reckless. Um, a lot like he always Turquavion. wears a headband too, right? Yes, he wears yeah. a headband. He doesn't have a haircut for a headband. That's we could probably do a whole nother podcast on that. Okay, so you don't feel passionate enough to put NC State winning, do you, Kevin, or do you? I would, but I'm gonna rock with I'm gonna rock with the two out of three. I mean, I have okay. really no choice. So well, you could fight, but it wouldn't win. I'm, I'm no, I'm not I'm fighting. This is well. not. I'm not picking up okay. my sword for Turquavion, um, although I could. Baylor, you UCSB, we all good with Baylor there. Yeah, too much guard play. I don't know much about the Santa Barbara, but I know that not enough star power. Santa Barbara, I, I Santa Barbara. I picked UC Santa Barbara, but uh, did you really? I just. How many fucking upsets are you going to pick in the first round, man? Most. (laughs) Most opportunities I get. (laughs) Wait, Um, you really have Baylor losing? Baylor's strong. Uh, They're not going to shoot themselves out of... I mean, okay, Baylor's defense is bad, and I think it will end up costing them. I don't think it's going to cost them in the first round. It's been exceptionally bad lately, too. But, yeah, I don't see it in the first round. Okay. Uh, Missouri, Utah State. Interesting game. It is an interesting game. Utah State is like an analytics darling. Yes, absolutely. Everybody loves Utah State. Missouri, on the other hand, I mean, much like, much like Baylor, they're very lopsided. Like, I don't know. I like Missouri's talent. When's the last time Mizzou won a tournament game? Two thousand ten. Um, they. Yeah, because they got bounced in the first round the two times oh, they no. made it out of... Oh, dude, I think you're right. It was 2000. Did you already... You knew that answer, didn't you? I got some things in my hip pocket. It was the um, second to last year of Mike Anderson as the coach. They got bounced in round one in 2011, 2012, 2013, 2018, and 2021. You know what that tells me? They're they new. suck. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> They're not winning. I mean, I I have Utah State. Utah State at all, but here's the thing: I mean, Mizzou's best is good enough to, you know, beat a a good team. Mizzou's best is good enough to beat Utah State, no question about it. But they have the 179th ranked defense in the country. Missouri does. Yeah, they're one of the worst rebounding teams in the country. Um. Vegas right. has Vegas has Utah State as like a what three and a half point favorite? Uh yes. And I mean Ken Palm, they're nineteen. So I feel good about Utah State in this one, right? I mean their only hiccups are really I mean San Diego State and then all some other losses to a couple other tournament teams. 
I, I think I we're putting Utah State through. All right, we're putting but, Utah State in. I that leagues. I mean, I. That's one of the few crossouts like on my brain. Any Mountain West. No, I don't either. And that's what happens sometimes in these weak conferences. It's the same reason why, like Kim Palm and these predictive measures, they love all the Big East teams too. It's because the bottom half of the conference is fucking trash. Because you get to play at Georgetown, who won like what seven games this year. Like the bottom of the Big East is so 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 bad. I think it was thirty three games under five hundred this year. So either. The top half teams are all dominant or the bottom half is just super weak, which I think is the same case with like the Mountain West. But uh, whatever. I still don't like Mizzou. So I think we're putting Utah State in, right? Let's do it. You're Happy here. to do it. Arizona. We're good there. Arizona uh, per- all the way. Put Purdue in. <laughs> okay, this is going to be a good game. One of my favorite games of this uh, first round is Memphis- Florida Atlantic. I could see us button heads here. Okay, well, here's the thing. I'm not super passionate about it, so I know which way you want to go. Memphis. You want to go Memphis. Memphis is... Kendrick Davis, I think, is one of the best players in the country. He's got a squad. He rules. Yeah. He rules. Yeah. He's absolutely just I awesome. I think FAU is former a SMU bit guy, overrated Dallas guy. guy. I like, Houston guy. I like Memphis. Um, my only concern with Memphis is they play super fast and they turn the ball over. And that is not great for the tournament. They do like, do that. Those extra possessions. So you need to pick which way you want, dude. You want slow or fast? <laughs> I want fast, but I want controlled no, fast. You want what's in your narrative, and I'm getting sick of it. I don't have a narrative. I'm Quit good with putting your narrative. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with putting Memphis through. Also, I feel like everybody's picking Memphis, so that scares me a little bit, but I guess there's a reason why they're everybody's picking. Everybody's picking. What? Here, here. A lot of F-A-U. people think Memphis is I like thought a, I was F-A-U. brain it. Here, I'm smooth braining it. <laughs> I just get, I just, I don't know. I get all tingly when I see 31 wins. I am like. Whew. Right? Right? That's a lot of wins. This guy gets I mean, it. I'm we're not losing many games. That. Three to be exact. <laughs> I think both of these teams are underseeded. Uh, I absolutely agree. Well, I don't think, I think we've established the committee is a bunch of amateurs. And. They have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Well, we haven't established that yet. I'll do what they did. Memphis is underseated because uh, I said so. Yeah, because we said. Um, we were looking at different <laughs> things, and we just kind of, that's what that's what we put on, on paper, okay? We kind of Shut forgot up. to, we were going to circle back to that one. We forgot, so we just left it. Uh, by the way, Holy Florida. Shit, we put them in the tournament? <laughs> I totally. <laughs> so Florida Atlantic, here's what. These are the types of teams that I love deep tournament runs. Florida Atlantic shoots the 38th most threes in the country. And among tournament teams, that ranks 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8th. So they shoot the 8th most threes of any team in the tournament, and they also uh, shoot 31st best, best three-point percentage. So they shoot a lot of threes, they make a lot of threes. I guess that would have been the easiest way What's to say that. What's their strength of the schedule, though? I'm seeing a bunch of oh, cakes. Horrible. Um, overall, 134th. That checks out. Okay, so... Once, once again, this is not quite Turquavion territory, but <laughs> if you just launch threes... <laughs> I know. I'm all in. they need is I'm one night. T-shirt. I'm in. All they need is one night. Uh, their best win this season was against uh, North Texas. So, yep. Oh, that's a good yep. squad up in Denton. Okay. Not too far from where we are, about 40 minutes from my house. Yeah, shout out, shout out North Texas. Okay, uh, Duke Oral Roberts. How are we feeling about Duke? We got vibes from Duke? Uh, I mean, they're hot. Hot, hot, hot. They are. They're scalding. And the nation loves Oral. Roberts. Correct. 
they do. Uh, I know. So, like, I don't know what to do here because Max Abe Smith, Abe, how do you say his name? A Smith. A Smith. Max A Smith. You say it's completely unlike how it looks on the back of his uniform. Yes. Um, yeah. He is, talk about one of the best players in the country. I believe he leads all players in the tournament in scoring. But Duke is, Duke's kind of scary. I don't know if I'm ready to give them vibes because it's John Shire. So, like, I don't know if he has the that pips the magical pixie dust that <laughs> Coach K did. But uh, they are playing some good basketball right now. Also, Do the they other have somebody s- to guard Filipowski? I don't know much about Oral Roberts. I, I'm thinking I don't not. feel like they do. Um, however, uh, let's look at their Duke starting have lineup. Who oh. Can guard? oh, excuse me, Connor Vanover, seven five two thirty. Oh shit! I did hear about <laughs> that. And, uh, honestly, it's not two thirty. It's probably over. closer to about one hundred and seventy six. He's he's a bean pole. <laughs> There's nothing to him. Okay, so let me I give think you Kyle some. Filipowski can body him. So let me give you some numbers on Connor Vanover. Fourth in the country in blocks. Incredibly so shoots sixty five percent. Oh, and he can shoot threes. He's so, seven five on, and he how shoots many attempts per game. Yeah, I want to hear that. He has hundred and twenty nine attempts in thirty games, so about four game. All of a sudden, okay. Oral I don't, just do we have to talk sexy. about this anymore, guys? We're putting Oral Roberts through, right? Our, wait, wait. I think so. My, well, I can my, ship my it, dude. I'm persuaded. What are you on? I was on Duke. You just talked me into it. I know, but I don't. Here's the thing. This region scares me. I don't know who to put through, but I don't want to project. So if we're if we're getting Oral Roberts vibes, then we can get Oral Roberts vibes. I am a perennial follower. It just takes one game, and again, it's kind of a this is kind of a Dallas Fort Worth centric. Uh, episode. Honestly, also here's Max the thing: Smith went to my high school, Nick. Okay, I, I, I didn't know that. To some people, they say he's very locked in. Okay. <laughs> Jesuit's own Max Asmus is locked And here's, you know in. what, you know what, I, I like this because here's the thing that we fall victim to is like a team will get hot at the end of the year and we're like, uh-oh, look, watch out for them. Th- those teams like Duke who get hot the last two weeks of the season. Yeah, same with Marquette. It's just They flawless. never keep it going through yeah. the tournament. So, okay, Oral, O-R-U. Okay. Love it. All right, Tennessee, Louisiana. Tennessee's got injury concerns. They can't score the ball, but Tennessee. Uh, I still think we're putting them through, right? Oh, yeah. Kev? Okay. Uh oh. It's it's fine. You I'm want not. The, you want the raging Cajuns? Is it is it the name? I believe that is the uh, raging Cajuns. I don't. I mean, would you be surprised if Tennessee, if Rick Barnes got knocked out in the first? No, I would. Guard. No, I wouldn't. But their defense is so freaking good. They still like they yeah. can't score the ball, yeah. but their defense is so good. Louisiana is not scoring points against Tennessee. They're going to score zero points. Put Tennessee through. Okay. Uh, Kentucky okay. Providence. This feels like the Duke conversation all over again without the scorching hot into the season. I just think Providence is trending absolutely in the wrong direction here. I do too. And again, it goes back to the Big East conversation. Like all these Big East teams, I think are their favorite. They're seated properly according to their resumes. The advanced metrics love them. Providence is in that same category, but uh, Kentucky just has too much. I mean, they still have the, na- the reigning national player of the year. Yeah, Shibway. Yeah. I'm not ready for a Providence uh, who's upset. The, uh, who's that other... Who's the guard that they switched it take over? Number 22. Kentucky. Case and oh, Wallace. Oh, Case and Wallace, Wallace yeah. yeah. From Richardson, Texas. Oh, fuck. <laughs> if they came from Texas, you better believe... If they if they came from Texas and they're in the NCAA tournament, Certified. you better believe Kevin knows We're who they are. About him. Yeah. We're talking about him. I saw him play against Jesuit last year. The guy... 
Incredible. Played out of position in high school. Okay, so we got Kentucky moving on, uh, K-State moving on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, Michigan State, USC. So I'm just going to come out the gate and say it. I got USC Trojans in this one. Okay. I don't even know who they have. Do they still have Lil Romeo? Is he still <laughs> playing on the team? I couldn't uh, name we really a gonna, player and I've so, watched three of their games. Okay, um, I can name one of their players, uh, Boogie Ellis. Yeah, that's correct. He takes a he lot of shots. He takes, yeah, he takes a lot of threes. Um, he is the reason why I want to pick USC. Everything else tells me I want to pick Michigan State, mostly just because it's Tom Izzo, and it's like I feel like Tom Izzo is pretty freaking good at these round one games, but neither one of these teams really. I mean, USC is like, well, personally, when I bet them, they've been competitive, and they got a nice little win against UCLA there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is I... better than anything Michigan State played a what a bunch of tough games early. Yeah, Michigan State they lost to Gonzaga in the non-con by one. Yeah, they lost to Alabama. I think that was yes. on a boat. That's yeah. correct. They lost to Alabama. Eight mile per hour win. They so did beat so they did beat Kentucky in uh, the Champions Classic. I mean, they've got some decent wins. It's Tom Izzo. It's not a great team. They shoot threes well. That's about all they do. Wait, you've got you're on got USC. USC, Kevin. You haven't even told me who you have. Kevin, just yeah, you guys facts. won't let me talk. So, um, <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> I, I I have Michigan State. I like that Tyson Walker guy. If that is in fact his name, yeah, that is his name. Kind of went after. Yeah, KU wanted him. Yeah, yeah, he's fun. He's fun. Um, there's still a Hauser there. They right, got Hauser. Out and shoots. Yeah, Hauser. Yeah, they got, got three really guys. Nice Michigan State game. has three guys shooting above forty-two percent. Is he on the team still? Yeah, he's probably their best player. That's well. That's why I forgot about him. He's so damn good. I, I would take Michigan State. Of course, I got an anti-Pac-12 bias. So yeah, so do I. I. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give Kevin the vote here. So we're gonna go Michigan State. On to the next. I'm out of here. Yep, Sorry. Marquette. Uh, we're all good there. Okay, Houston, we'll have them through. Iowa versus Auburn. I hate both of these teams with a passion. Uh, fiery. In what regard? Iowa. I hate them both. Yeah, okay. Uh, Iowa. Fiery passion. Two I, yeah. nut job coaches. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Pearl is oh, much I, more likable. I want a McCaffrey stare down again, though. So bad. That was so electric. Um, in typical McCaffrey fashion... Iowa has the third most efficient offense. How bad is that, D? I haven't even looked. 167th. That is right on par. That is virgin. This is the defense. fourth straight year Iowa has had a top five offense. Let's see how they fared each of the last four years. 2020, the tournament was canceled. 2021, they were bounced in the second round. Last year, they were bounced in the first round. I think we're sensing a trend here. The defense is worse than either of those years. Be a professional. That's what I mean. Be a professional. Damn watch, man. Um, I refuse to bet on Auburn. I refuse to bet on Auburn. Perfect. Or, I have Iowa. Okay. Oh. I thought everywhere okay, you're going. So you're you're pro Auburn in this one. You think Wendell Green or yeah, Wendell Green mm-hmm. and KD Johnson. Katie Johnson. You want to ride with you want to ride with Geo, dude? 
He I just, looks like the Pokemon Geo dude, and I don't even know Pokemon that well. They Auburn finished four and nine, man. Four and nine down the stretch. They were sixteen and three at one point. It was that bad. Yes, they well, were sixteen and three. They finished twenty and eleven. Didn't they just get a big win? I don't trust them at all. I would put yeah. They Iowa beat Tennessee. Through. I would just say that Tennessee their offense dub. will have a day and put them through. Might as well put. I don't yeah. like those erratic guards at all at Auburn. Okay. Um, next game, Miami, Drake. This is going to be probably the most popular 12-5 matchup. Yeah. I love the stupid shots that Miami take for some reason. Well, yeah, because <clears throat> when they go in, they are electric oh, offensively. Awesome. Um, so Vegas has this as a, at about a two-point game, which is a little insane for a 12-5. I got Miami. Kevin? I'm a sucker for the coach's son. Drake. Who would have guessed, guessed he had Drake? Who would have guessed he had an upset there? Okay, so we got Nigel Peck. We got Isaiah Wong, ACC player of the year. Um, let's see here. We went 12-5 in the east. We took the 12. We took the 13 in the south. How many upsets are we gonna take? I, I won't take this one. We're gonna take Miami. We're taking Miami. We're taking that offense, and we're taking Isaiah Wong. Okay. Mm. Uh, I, I, I'm not. I don't hate this. I flip flopped on this on my personal bracket multiple times, but I came into this with a blank bracket. I started from scratch with you guys. Good. So, so did I. And by the way, Miami has a player named Wooga. You know that Kevin Wooga Poplar. All name team Wooga. Uh, Wooga and Wong. Wooga and Wong. I mean, just look at some of these shooting splits. Wong is a prolific. Miami is 42nd in the country in three-point percentage, 21st in two-point percentage, 17th in free-throw percentage. Guys, you got to make shots. you got to make shots in March. Miami makes shots. I hear that's how you uh, you win games. They suck ass on defense, so but, true. you know. Um, I trust them to make shots. They take the fucking dumbest shots. Yeah, they do. They do. God, is it electric? But you know, Drake. <laughs> Drake is experienced. They rebound well, but they also play in the Missouri Valley, so I'm not trusting it. Okay, uh, Indiana, Kent State. Talk about another team that fell off late. Uh, yeah, and had injury concerns, but Kent State's a tough team. Indiana, if they decide to show up, can be dangerous. Wally Zerbiak told me on Selection Sunday to watch out for Kent State. Wally Zerbiak told you that? Yeah, with his eyebrows. Mm-hmm. God, beautiful eyebrows in that man. <laughs> he just said it all with his eyebrows. Uh-huh. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis is oh, he's incredible. insane. I like, I mean, Indiana's individual talent is really, really good. Um, Shafino is fun. Big guard. Big fun guard. Mm-hmm. I like Indiana. That being said, yeah, I've got Kent Indiana. State. No, I'm just kidding. I definitely <laughs> think Hoosiers... Okay. Push the Hoosiers through. Let Trace go on a little bit of a run. Okay. Um, Iowa State, Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh in this one. I do. I can be absolutely talked into that. I just don't trust Iowa State at all. Not at all. They looked uh, uh, good in that first game at Big 12, but I think it's that electric crowd that Slow as there. hell. They play slow as hell. Do y'all remember Dior Johnson on Pitt? Mm-mm. Well, he School was supposed us. to be on the team this year, but he did some very bad criminal things. I'm not going to talk about him. Did he, did he shoot someone? I totally someone? forgot about him. 
Did he use a gun? What What do you do? What do you do? Man? I think it was. I I don't want. Yeah, it was not good. Crime against women. Um, oh, oh, come on, Kevin. Keep it light. I'm a girl dad. Yeah, <laughs> um, you are. Gosh, okay. Shit. I I would put Pitt. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. All right. I put, think it's more so you guys are you're calling going me against Iowa State. You put Pitt over Iowa Pitt. State. Hey, Pitt's hot. You know they already got a win under the belt this week. That means something. Um, okay, Xavier Kennesaw. Are we putting Xavier through. Xavier, yeah. Xavier. Okay. Uh, Texas A&M, Penn State. I like Texas A&M a lot here. I, I think they're one of the hottest teams well. in the country. Penn State's been. Yeah. They were hitting a ton of shots in that. I tournament. think A&M can make some noise here, boys. I think A&M can yeah. make some noise. Okay. Um, I like A&M. Shrewsbury's team launches. That's fun. I don't think it's enough. Okay. Um, yeah, talk about a great name there, Penn State. Okay, uh, we'll put KU through Howard. Uh, okay, Arkansas, Illinois. I know Arkansas is the popular pick here, but I feel like these teams are so freaking similar. And I I think Illinois has more impressive. Like, everybody loves Arkansas here, and I get it because they play really tough and they're a volatile team. But the must put, all man. the big games I watch them play, they lose. Like, uh, every single yeah. one of them. True. I'm not saying I'm True. passionate about uh, Illinois. This is more for, like, the Illinois second round. Illinois got but... some fucking playmakers. They got that, uh, the transfer. Uh, the kid from, uh, the kid from Texas Tech. Terrence Shannon, yeah. Jr. Yeah. And they got Brad Underwood, who's a hell of a coach. Yeah. But... Uh, he makes me uneasy, and I don't know why. Um, well, both of the, because he looks like a corrections facility officer. I saw that. That was a really good uh, occupation assignment that? from you. Who? No, I didn't say. I didn't tweet that. Somebody oh, you did. didn't say that? No, I can't remember who, and now I feel bad for not giving them credit. Uh, oh, well. They didn't deserve no, it. No, it's Twitter. Um, There's so many. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm fine with either one here. Do you guys have any? They, they, both of these teams can't shoot threes. They can't hit free throws, so it could be a really sloppy game. They can't shoot threes, but I believe I have no numbers to back it up, but I feel like I've heard this. Illinois continues to shoot a ton of threes. I think they shoot like 40% of their shots are threes. Yeah, so so Arkansas shoots about as few threes as anybody in the country. They rank 346th. Illinois ranks 65th. I would put Arkansas through because I think they do more of what they don't. Okay. They do less of what they suck at. I'm with Arkansas. And they're so talented. I'm with Arkansas as well. Lance, we need units in here. Okay. Arkansas. All right. Uh, St. Mary's VCU. I got St. Mary's here. St. Mary's. Same. Okay. UConn, Iona. Can Rick Patino pull off the upset? I do not think he can. I don't either. I know I said what I said about the Big East, but I like UConn, UConn a lot. UConn has got some fucking athletes. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. You guys don't want to entertain it for a moment here. And you know what? If if he wasn't about to take another job, I would say he's got the he's got the kids ready to go, ready for upset. But <laughs> I think Rick's distracted. He's focused on St. John's. There's, wait, there's waitresses <laughs> and Italian restaurants that need to be visited in New York at St. John's and the surrounding area. <laughs> okay. Um <clears throat> getting choked up, man. Gosh. I always get emotional talking yeah. about Rick Patino and women. Uh, TCU, Arizona State, or TCU, Nevada, excuse me. Oh, Arizona State's dominating right now. So. Are they? The, the yeah. game is going on currently. Yes. Um, okay, so TCU, Arizona State, I like TCU, even despite Drewski leaving well. the team. Mikey. Uh, 
Kevin sent me a very unfunny lying text about <laughs> why Eddie Lampkin was leaving the team. Had me totally going. I was about to start telling people. I'm so glad you didn't. I was so <laughs> offensive, and I can't repeat it. Um, but it wasn't that offensive. It Honestly, wasn't that offensive, I'm, but it was a little <laughs> offensive, and it was, it was untrue. Believable. It was it, mostly that's untrue. Why you almost started telling people because yes. it was believable. Yes. Um, okay, Gonzaga over Grand Canyon. We good there? Yeah, Zags all the way. Yep. I have a question. Do you guys write Zags or Zaga? So I usually bracket? write Zags, but right Zags. that second, I wrote Gonzaga for some reason. Ugh. What happened to me? Huh. Sometimes that's I get a little a, anal about that's it. That's a bad I, sign. There's part of me that gets anal, and I always have to write the full name. You loosen up, bud. I know, I know. I don't know what's yeah, gotten into me. What's your deal? Um, Boise State, Northwestern. Dude, two just, I mean, just plain vanilla teams, right? <laughs> yes. There's not anything particularly notable about either of them. Boise State rebounds the ball very well. Um, they're oh just God, good in general. This is so boring. On this is so boring. I, <laughs> I hope it's a late game so I can fall asleep to it. Can we? Uh, Boo Booey, though. Boo, hey, guys. Okay, all name team. Boo Booey, the best player for Northwestern. Um, takes That's a ton of shots. Inc- <laughs> I, I can't talk about this anymore. I'm going to fall asleep soon enough. <laughs> okay, we're putting Northwestern through. Uh, and then uh, we'll have oh, UCLA. Yeah, UCLA. Okay, on to the second yeah. round Alabama, West Virginia. I am all over Alabama in this Alabama. tournament. I just think they're so freaking good. Uh, we I go- agree. Do you think that, I mean, you've seen West Virginia. I'm not saying they're going to win. But I'm saying we could have a good game. We could have a good game. I could absolutely see a good game as well. I yeah. Mean, Alabama's been doing that lately where they let teams hang around and then kind of put them away. I mean, this would be this will probably be a five-point spread, right? Yeah. That's not about that. right. Um, Sounds about right. I just, I haven't, I mean, we watched West Virginia all season long, and they played KU tight. They played... Eric Stevenson will hit some big shots. Yeah, Dude, did he they? Is so, he, he is so fun. I, like I love watching well. him shoot. Same. I do, too. They just, they, they played well against Texas. They just never pulled off any of these upsets. You know, they never pulled off an upset yeah. against one of these top-tier Big 12 teams. So, I would like to circle back. Stevenson, great hair. Great hair. Great slick. Yeah, hard part. I Oof. I don't know. I don't know. Does he need to do that? Yeah. By the, the way, with just, the tucked in jersey. Just oh. a, a quick aside. My taxes. As a freshman, I was convinced that Emmett Matthews was going to wind up being a star for West Virginia. And instead, he's just basically been the exact same player for four years. Yeah, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we miss, Nick. What do you mean, we? Okay. Well, really, you. I, I, my, Al- my uh, analysis is solid. But. Alabama on to the second round. Uh, San Diego State and Furman. Prolific matchup. This is. This is the matchup of the tournament. So there's a guy on San Diego State. There's no Dallas ties, okay? Matt Bradley. I remember is he I Canadian? two seasons ago, he entered the transfer portal, and I was like, look at this dude. I think he, he might be a lefty. He's a shooter who's maybe not shooting very well right now. 36 he has the most powerful three. neck in the field of 68. Oh, God. I'm looking at him now. That is a girthy neck. Look at that. Right? There's no taper. There's no taper from the neck to the head. Good luck finding a It's like Takeo Spikes is playing the two guard. It out, is. Out for San Diego State. Now, is he a I good think, basketball player? I think player? we got to put him through. I think that's 20-inch. Yeah, that's a girthy neck. I mean, that is. 
Uh, it's meaty. It he shot. Neck, Lance. Okay, so this guy shot forty three percent from three during conference play on about four game. Again, we we almost had San Diego State losing to Charleston, but then they draw Furman. But here we are in yeah. the second round. I got them beaten, Furman. Okay, so San Diego State moving on to the second weekend. Creighton Baylor. How about a couple teams we didn't believe in? Gosh. So Still I don't know don't. if any of us have Baylor going super far in this tournament, but. Are they good enough to beat Creighton? I got Creighton, and this was just a gut. I just don't think Baylor has enough this will be a pick defense. This, yeah. will, this will be a pick'em game. I agree. Can Baylor make threes? I mean, they do when they play KU. Creighton is a much more balanced team. They also played in a much worse conference. Um, but Baylor was just struggling down the stretch, man. Kevin? All it takes is one LJ Cryer I know. five threes in the first half type of game. I hate that. I hate that so much. I just, um, your defense is so bad. They're so undisciplined. Like, yes, their offense is great, but like, when you have a great offense and a dog shit defense, your offense better be on every single night because the one game where you're not hitting shots, you're going home. And it's so tough to so pin, a, pinpoint when that game's going to come. So we're betting against, we're saying that the offense can't be on two games in a row. Oh, it could be. We're just betting it's not going to be. I mean, but you got. Um, listen, at, if Creighton's, you're talking about. Top 30 on Ken Palm and both. Yeah, exactly. They're they're much more balanced than Baylor. Okay, y'all y'all make picks. I, I'm I'm with Creighton. I'm with Creighton. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to tell me twice uh, to envision <laughs> Scott Drew's stupid face going right. home early. <laughs> are, are we going Arizona over Utah State? I have Hope that. his family's not watching. Okay, I really do like Arizona. I know that they're like the most volatile team in the country, but oh, who's that? Kirk Creesa. <laughs> yeah, Kirk Creesa is like, dude. When he's on, if he's on, they're gonna win the championship. But he's not gonna be on every night. Tabellus just, is so freaking good. Follow. I picture so, him in a Duke uniform all the time. Okay, um, yeah, 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 yeah. He will be. <laughs> all of them will look at him in the locker room when they're crying and they're going home. He's going to finish that when Arizona he goes, and get retired when he goes, as a Duke. When he goes one of nine from three and their season ends. Um, okay, this is a fun matchup. Lisa, come on. <laughs> That's the ball. Okay, Purdue-Memphis. Is this where Purdue... I, I know we're all waiting for Purdue's season end. And Purdue, of all the one seeds, I just saw on ESPN earlier today, they're, they're, the least amount of people are picking Purdue to win it all, of all the one seeds. I and I understand fair. why. They don't have the pedigree. And they lost to fucking St. Mary's last year. But they still have the best player in the country. I feel like that's worth something. I have been like a little penny just talking about Memphis over here. I know. I know you love I know you loved love Memphis. Little that's penny. why I wanted to preface it a little bit here. Are you 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 both love Memphis. So if you if you both love Memphis, then let's just do it and put Memphis in the Sweet yeah, I got 16. Purdue ending it no, there. I don't love Memphis. I want to go on the record. Okay. I kind of oh. hate them because of the RJ Hampton recruitment, but <laughs> I'll get over that. It's like 7 um, years ago. It was not that long ago and they were just not nice. People don't um, Okay. Okay. Purdue I mean if I mean, they start calling offensive fouls on Zach Eady. It's literally it's how good night. How's he going to be officiated? Well, here's my problem. Here's my problem is they had Zach Eady last year going up against St. Mary's, who had like their tallest guy was six six, and they couldn't get him Peter. the ball. They couldn't get him the ball, and they had Jaden Ivy last year and Travion Williams, and both of those guys are gone. Picture Fletcher lawyer. So you have Memphis, Kevin. Who do you feel here? I want to be the deciding. I don't vote. know. It's like I feel like I've got. 
Purdue going through, but it's also we're getting into where are they going to go down territory? I mean, do we think mm-hmm. Oral is going to send them home? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe it's possible. Okay. Um all right then. Fine, we're going we're going what Memphis. We're going Memphis. Cooler heads prevail. Okay. Well done. Well done, I, I boys. can get on board. Yeah, you love upsets. Come okay, on. Oral Roberts, Tennessee. Okay, Oral Roberts is not going to the second weekend. Yeah, do so you want to just, just go ahead and we're going to put Tennessee, Tennessee in? Okay, uh, Kentucky, K-State. Uh, rematch from 2018? I have you think this Kentucky. Tennessee team? Okay, forget it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm moving on. Uh, Kevin, do you have Kentucky or K-State? I think K-State will beat them. Elaborate. I think... Uh, I don't know. I don't trust Kentucky at all. Is it from? Is it because of last year? Oh, they ripped maybe. Out but if you get Johnson, Johnson going. Although Casey Wallace is a pretty good matchup for him. I can't talk myself into K State. I just tried to, and I hit like two different walls. I think Kentucky. There's an <laughs> I argument. I mean, you know, there's an argument to be made. First off, I do think K State is the better team here. There's an argument to be made that the K State also has the two best team, the two best players on the court. Albeit, uh, Oscar Shibway would have something to say about that. They are very conflicting styles. I don't know. I just tend to go with talent. That's what and, makes it fun. Yeah, I tend to just go with overall talent. Kentucky's got a more talented roster, so uh, let's just go with it. We'll go with Kentucky. Um, okay, Michigan State Marquette. We're gonna regret that one. I know. We're probably probably right. Uh, Michigan State Marquette. What do we like here? I have Marquette. I would certainly agree. They uh, scare the hell out of me with how hot they are, though. Okay, Marquette. Let's do it. Yep, have to, have to. Okay, we're putting Houston over Iowa. I'm not even going to stop for that conversation. Yeah, that's good. Okay, uh, Miami, Indiana. This is a head-scratcher for me. I could. Oh, my God. I got Miami, but I feel Indiana. I, I like Indiana here. I like Indiana. I like Indiana in general. I just feel like they're a team that everybody's kind of throwing the towel in on. going to be too much in that game, I feel. They play in a tougher conference. They've got, I think, yeah, they've got the best player on the court. Mike Woodson. Oh, Mike Woodson has an elite right? goatee. Mike Woodson has an elite goatee. And I don't think we talk about that Does enough. He it's a just, stencil. He stencils it on. Right? Mm-hmm. Just for men, right? Yeah. Like, that's jet black. No, it's not just I, for men. I that's think it's natural. actually a stencil. It's that... Uh, it's just black spray paint. Like when Johnny Bravo put his on? Yes. Yeah. yeah it's like a, it's that. like, that's Clay Very Thompson similar. status. That's yeah. Mike Piazza status. That's Albert Pujols. That's just good stuff. Okay. You got to be the deciding vote here, Kevin. Miami or Indiana? IU. Okay. Yeah. Pittsburgh versus right. Xavier. Talk about a game that I have no interest in watching. <laughs> <clears throat> I've actually watched quite a few Xavier games. I like them. I really like their, their post player a lot. Yeah, and I think when you pair him with two Holloway, I think they're really going to go on a serious run. Are you just saying that? Because I think they're a solid team. There's no way he played there within the last two Holloway. Yeah, two Holloway. <laughs> I was like, I don't really think he's been there for a while, man. Um, okay, uh, I like Xavier, so we'll just go ahead and put him through. Uh, A&M in yeah. Texas. Talk, dude, talk about an old rivalry. Kevin, why don't you just regale us with some, with some great tales of oh. this rivalry? Well, both fan bases are um, 
the worst. So you can start there. You know, uh, let me save you. Let's just, Texas is going through. Um, it would be super Texas of them to lose to A&M when they get the chance to trounce them, but I think they're too good. I think Texas goes through. Okay. Do they do that cheer thing before the game, before the basketball games? <laughs> What's the, what are you talking about, the yell leaders? Yeah, like their pep rally thing. I don't know. And I'm not going to learn. I need somebody find out. on campus investigating that. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's a tradition that needs to die. Should have died a long time ago. Yeah. I'm telling you what, man. I do <laughs> like Texas A&M. Um, they are a good team. I do. I know we've picked a lot of... I thought they were uh, underseeded. Yeah, you know, we picked a lot of upsets in the first round, but we didn't have any of the upsets in the second round. Um, I do, too. Uh, I think this is an even matchup. I really do. Um Trying to pull the trigger on the Aggies. What do you know about what do you know about Texas AM big man Julius Marble, Dallas Jesuit kid? Is he a Dallas guy? Is he a Dallas former boy? Former Michigan State Spartan. Yeah. Transferred to AM this year. He's a nice piece. He is a nice piece. Um 6'9, 245. <clears throat> Julius Marble is probably a top 10 basketball name. <laughs> it's good. Marble is a is an elite. Basketball name. Uh, they beat Alabama. They beat Tennessee, both at the end of the season. Um, they were a lot better late Oof. than they were early. So uh, I'm, I'm good with Texas here, but I just wanted to let my affinity for AM be known. Okay. Okay. I think Noted. it's fair. Okay. Just, just it's write that down. Just write that down. Save that. that for later. Okay, guys. Uh, this one's tough. KU and Arkansas. We don't know about Bill Self. Yeah. Don't is know. he not uh, coaching the, the first game? Have we heard yet? So, he didn't do an appearance on Tuesday when the team got to the hotel. Uh, the guys said that he was at practice, but he wasn't at the open media portion of practice. If he can't make a public appearance, it's tough for me to imagine him coaching a game. He couldn't make it a public appearance. Now, they said he didn't travel with the team, and that he just opted out of practice on Wednesday. I mean, you can read the tea leaves there. He did not want to appear in public. Now, that's his own private matter. That's fine. I'm not going to speculate about his health, but it sounds like it sounds. I mean, they, the the players were all like, "Oh yeah, he was his normal self. He was back out there." And Norm was like, "Yeah, he was getting on the guys." But dude, if you can't make a public appearance, that tells me that you probably don't want to make a public appearance. And if you just had a heart procedure a week ago, you're going to go to a basketball game where you're going to get pissed off. You're going to yell at the guys. Like, there's going to be stress. Like, what's the point? It's a that 16 seed. That doesn't sound like Bill. I know. It's just like I it's. Saw, a... I saw somewhere that he he claimed like sitting out those games earlier this season was more stressful than actually coaching them. Maybe so it but... may be a risk to not coach. <laughs> he's the he's the coach for a yeah, major league just in his, in his bed. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. But anyway, Arkansas is a. I know a lot of people think that was a tough draw for KU in the second round. I'm out on Arkansas. I got KU all the way. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. I'm not ready to say that KU is not making the second weekend. I'm nervous. I'm I nervous, hate, you're, but I you're hate always nervous. having to play one of these talent-laden teams mm -hmm. in the second freaking game. But I do think KU comes out ahead. But like, I mean, but you look at a lot Anthony of the eight Black nines. Is huge, and Dewan's got to deal with him. I hate that. I hate the whole thing. I actually like our eight nine. I mean, I might switch it with the Iowa and Auburn, but other than that, I think I would take this eight nine. Yeah, same. Um, okay, it's, uh, it's my least favorite. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm all over UConn in this next game. I, I have like UConn as well. I don't like St. Mary's. I like St. Mary's. 
I liked them a lot better early before they got mollywopped by the Zags. Yeah. Or Gonzaga, as you would say. Okay, so UConn on. Okay, yeah. this is an interesting matchup. TCU versus Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Okay. I think TCU runs out of steam here. Okay. I think Zags. Maybe not that interesting then. All right. Zags moving on. Okay, <laughs> and then uh, we'll go with UCLA over Northwestern, even because you guys didn't even know shit about Northwestern earlier. Okay. 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 So uh, Alabama, San Diego State. Again, all over. I don't even know how a San Diego State made it to the second weekend. That's kind of by default. If that spreads anywhere under four, I'm going to fucking hammer it. Yeah. So Alabama in the Elite Eight. Congratulations. Creighton. Big neck magic runs out. Is this where Creighton's magic runs out versus Arizona? Yeah. They are that just streaky team where they. Seem like they get lost, but Arizona will do that too. Like we just talked, yeah. about, like Arizona is gonna lose one of these games that they they feel like they do this every year. But their talent is undeniable. Like I I want to pick Arizona to win the whole freaking thing, but I've I, seen uh, them in the tournament too many times. Yeah, I didn't fill that out for a while. Okay, I, mean, I got zone in this game. So do I. I just, just broke my heart a few times this year. Kevin, we good there? That's fine. That's fine. I feel like I liked last year's team. <laughs> I better. Like, <laughs> Last year's Arizona team better. I but. feel like there are games where you just don't want to pick anyone. I want a that's fine count for, fine. for Kevin. <laughs> okay. Um, Memphis versus that's Tennessee. <laughs> Memphis versus Tennessee. Talk about a, a rivalry game here in the Sweet 16, boys. Listen, it's Tigers. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, Come I, on. You know you hate Tennessee. That's not fine. I like it. Okay. I like Let's it. Go. I like little Kendrick Davis doing damage. That guy. Okay. He does like turn it. it over a little more than I would like, but yeah. damn, well, he can make some plays. Hey, it comes the game's the game, man. Chalk it up to, Wait to a being second. a star. He played for... You know, ball. He played yeah. for... Yeah. Kendrick Davis played for TCU and SMU. Mm-hmm. Dallas boy. Then Memphis. God, that's insane. My mind is just blown. Is Kendrick Davis a Dallas legend? He's from no, Houston. I think he's but. from the Houston area. Yeah, but Dallas, I mean, Fort Worth gets to claim him at least. Yeah, you know, TCU and SMU are just rabid basketball <laughs> fan bases. If you can't tell by the fact that uh, TCU's arena holds like 4,000 people. So, um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, Kentucky Marquette. Hmm. I, so I don't love Marquette. Yeah. But this when I when I'm looking at this bracket, I keep putting Marquette in the final four because I don't love anyone else. It's not because I love them, but that's not a good enough reason. Kentucky Marquette, I hate the Big East. Kentucky has the better player, I think, even though Marquette may have the best point guard in the country. Like Tyler Kolak is really, really freaking good. Um, so I yeah. don't want to act like Marquette's just a bunch of scrubs out there. But again, it, com- it comes back to the... And I get choked up when I talk about this. It comes back to the Big East. It comes back to the Big East for me. I just don't respect the Big East. So I kind of... Are we really going to put Kentucky and Memphis in the Elite Eight? I think Lance has some really good data coming through right now. Oh, I don't. I heard some paper shuffling. I don't. Oh, I just saw you... You looked locked in on your phone. I was like, he's uh, getting... It's because Orlando Brown Jr. just signed a deal with the yeah. Bengals. Yeah. And oh. just absolutely not, fucked himself why, excuse by my watch not earlier. taking the deal from the Chiefs last year. But, you know, by the time you're listening to this, that's going to be old news. Uh, Kevin, who do you like here, Kentucky or Marquette? 
I just have written Mark with a Q too many times in this slot. I can't. I, I'm, I didn't I'm even so have them playing Kentucky. That. I think I have had them playing Kansas State most times. <clears throat> I would put Marquette through. I have no confidence picking either one. I don't see Kentucky making mm, this kind of Remember run, when Marquette just annihilated Baylor and non-com? No. no. They beat him by I 26. Don't. I do not recall that at all. Yeah, and back in okay. November. What's that do for you? A game that was played two months, three months ago. It does not, not much, but Didn't I will tell you, I've walked on the Marquette campus. I've never been to Lexington. I think we got to put put Marquette through. Right. Out there at Marquette as well. Yeah, okay. We're putting Marquette in. We did that golf trip, huh? Oh, yeah. Um, okay, Houston, Indiana. Must not have been invited. Uh, um, yeah, you weren't. Sorry. Don't forget it. Uh, Houston, I kind of like them here. I, I think their luck runs out eventually, but they're, God, they're talented. Marcus Sasser is so freaking good. I love their draw. I mean, yeah, yeah. Could have been ours. Yeah. Um, I'm taking Houston by default here. Yeah. For sure. Yep. For sure. Okay. And then there is no fucking way I am picking Xavier over Texas. Ooh. No. Breaking my heart, baby. You want Xavier? No, I'm here? just kidding. I got Texas. Okay. We're all in agreement there. <laughs> That's the one elite eight I feel the, like that's guy. that's the chalkiest yeah. one for me. Like Houston, Texas, though that I feel like that matchup, I feel so good about that matchup happening. So that guarantees it won't. Um also remember, guys, AM. Remember I was high on AM. You guys were supposed to write that down. KU Yukon, this is where I start getting scared. Also, factor in that Bill Self is unbelievable in the Sweet 16. Give that guy a week to prepare. Yeah, what, what's the stat when he's a uh, one seed? It's almost guaranteed. Yeah, it's something stupid. Like he's just when he has uh, a full weekend to prepare, his record is insanely good. But you know, watching this KU team all year, I thought it's that was just, a really tough draw. I hated when UConn popped up. As yeah, that four. same, same. I thought for sure they yeah. were three. I would have had literally. I would have preferred any of the other four seeds, even knowing that Tennessee killed Kansas earlier this year. I hate to do it. Are you going to do it? No. Well, we're going to overrule you, so don't even say it. <laughs> overrule me. Well, say it first, don't coward. Say it. Say Everybody, it. Everybody's got to have a bad guy. Say it first. Uh, you go. Okay. Yeah, he whispered it because he's afraid. Coward. Okay. Well, hey, that actually what you said didn't matter. Nick and I are putting <laughs> KU through, and I can't believe you said that. I know. I'm going to hang my head. Yeah. Okay. But, like, like an honest question, though. When... When the Grady Dick 0 for 5 game for 8 points happens, is KU going to win? Here's the thing. We've already had enough of those recently where he's cold, where I, I don't think, I think he just goes guns blazing through the whole tournament. That's my dream. How healthy okay, is McCullers with his back? He said he's 100%. He okay. said the pain has been gone since Monday. That's good. That's Lance, uh, Lance I don't know if the, uh, the listeners know, you're a lights out shooter. And oh, yeah. How does a back injury affect just a lights-out jump shot? <laughs> Are we talking about Kevin McCuller here? Uh, what affects me the most is I thought that's is what Grady height. had was back. He does have a back. They both have back issues. Uh, Grady's biggest problem right now with his shooting is he's fucking fading left and right. He's not up and down straight at the basket. It's really a, really affecting his alignment. Just mm. something to keep an eye on out there while you're yeah. watching ball at home. Got Red Arbach in here on the pocket. Okay, we're putting <laughs> KU through. We're putting KU through. <laughs> They're winning this game. Okay, right. Gonzaga, UCLA. How about this? Listen, I don't like UCLA losing their best defender. I don't either. Um, I think Gonzaga's really fucking hot right now. I think they finally figured out that offense. Hey, best offense in the country. 
and uh, Timmy Tom, dude. Yeah, so my thing, my thing with Gonzaga is they just, I know that their defense is bad, but, uh, and I think that'll keep them from winning the title. I don't think it'll keep them from going on a run. Yeah. Um, they've got Drew Timmy. They've got one of the best coaches in America, and they just have a pedigree. Like, they expect to win games in March. They expect to go on runs. I like the Zags here. How much of UCLA, UCLA have you watched? Because I feel like that's Not many. one of the offenses that goes just absolute dormant, and you yes. just watch brick after brick yes. on both sides of the floor. They kind of live and die by Jaime Hawkes. So um, I keep looking for Juzang out there. I keep I looking for him. I felt the same way. He's, He's not gone, there. buddy. <laughs> He's gone, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, Zags. Yeah, I'm Zags as well. Okay, uh, Alabama, Arizona. Arizona could win this game. They could I also lose by twenty. Winning it, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I got, I got Bama. But I got I Bama. Can see it being very competitive, but I have Bama here. Kevin, any argument? I just hate, uh, hate them. I have Bama. I, okay. I think they're too. I, I think they're too loaded. It's Brandon Miller. It's the Brandon Miller show. It yeah. shouldn't be, but it is. Oh, why? Do you want to get political? <laughs> well, because no, I just. Uh, I didn't think they should have got the number one overall seed. That's all. Okay. Uh, Memphis so that's and Mar- deflection. Memphis and Marquette. I don't think it strikes 12 yet. Wow. You have Memphis going to the final. This is an eight seed. I do. I am going to overrule you no. on this one. I'm going Marquette here. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, I can't let's, in not, good faith. Let's I'm not going to go down swinging for just a, the, a little bit. The here. worst part is I could see them fucking losing that first one to FAU. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and like, that's but why I like, it's too like dangerous them. to put an eight seed in the final four. Okay. Um, Houston versus Texas. I got Texas. Wait, really quick. Lance, do you have Memphis winning the whole thing? <laughs> I, <laughs> bracket. I do have them losing to 88 Bama. 88 to 52? I have them losing that next game to Bama. Okay. Okay. Wow. And, uh, okay. By the way, 69 hey, to 62. You, you know Very what? Nice. You, you got them all the way to the lead. That's a win in this exercise. Uh, I also have Texas over Houston. Yeah. I do too. Houston is just... Uh, it's just every time I watch them, I just... Not, I don't fall... In, because they play a boring style of basketball. They play... I, I got, I got so, so hemmed up talking about it. So they, they play they, at the 345th fastest pace in America. Ugh. And when you do that, you better execute every single game. And at this point, they'll have gone through Iowa, who would be as good as any team in their conference not named Memphis... They'll have gone through Indiana. Same can be said. So, like, they're going to go through. This will be the toughest three-game stretch of their season. They had a couple of really close games with some mm-hmm. not good teams. Yeah. So, um, are they the New Virginia, just how slow it is and just defense? I don't know. I hope not because they used to have guards and they would run and gun, and it was really when they had – remember Rob Gray? Yeah. It was fun. Fun. It's fun, and they're not very fun anymore. And I'm not having Remember fun Quentin watching them. Grimes, I do, but they they played slow, even you know the final four year with Grimes. Yeah, they've they been really... playing slow for a few years, and um, you know they went to a final four in an elite eight. But I just I, I'm I'm picking Texas here. I like Texas. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, KU versus the Zags. God, what a great game that would be. I really do like that matchup. I think that'd be a really fun. <clears throat> what elite eight there? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm gonna, I'm putting the Zags through. I just I don't see this as a Final Four team. I don't see it. I'm sorry. If you guys want to, if you guys want to double down on KU and overrule me, that's fine. But well, I had KU dropping out last round. Okay, okay well, take take it from where it is, Lance. I need you right now. Listen, I love Kansas. Uh oh. I just this team. Yeah, I've just seen too many stale performances from this team. All right, where's All the right. sign off button? <laughs> I I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm not familiar with this with this app that you have me on. But how do I get out? How do I? Hey, do you really have? You really have? Do you have Kansas winning at all, Kevin? Yes, every year, <laughs> <laughs> and it only works last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you I feel bad. Lose to Drew Timmy, and I. I was trying not to say this. I'm familiar with his game. I live in the school district that he went to. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I know he. I know he's not built to win a national championship. I don't know that same like his, high school video pops cousins. up. Um. All right. So I think we're putting Ku through. I think it's pretty clear. I don't want to do this. All right. Fine. Fuck it. Fuck it. We'll put Ku through. Fine. Fine. No. I. I need. No. If you don't believe me, it. We, no. If y'all don't believe it, it's two verse one. Rock well, I don't believe in Zag. I don't believe in the Zags either. So like I, I I thought the Zags might lose to TCU. You guys didn't even consider that. No. Their defense, their defense is not great. Their defense is not great. And what if they're playing for Bill, guys? What if they're doing it for Bill? You guys didn't consider with that. With or without him on the bench, they're doing it for Bill. I think people are forgetting to factor that All in. All right, fine. I think the people All at right. home listening know where we actually stand, but the KU to the Final Four was clearly an emotional pick. Alabama over Marquette. Bam it, put it in pen. Yeah, that was sure. an easy one. All right, Bam is in the title game. And Texas over KU. Uh I'm not picking I'm not picking Kansas in this one. Kansas. You are. Yeah. Yeah. You, you think we're getting you think we're getting for Bill. Uh, I'm trying to think <laughs> of an acceptable term. You think we're getting defeated mightily tw- three times Curb in a row? Yeah. Dog walked by Rodney Terry. Maybe one time we stay on our feet on a pump fake. So good. They're so good. They are Texas. They're cursed. All right. You guys cursed. You guys both got the fine horns down. Kansas in the title game versus Alabama. How about that? One seed versus one seed. Um, Are you really going to defend this one, Kevin? You gonna go off? What a game! Go off, King. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe (laughs) goosebumps. Jalen Wilson. (laughs) driving left fading away they win by one at the buzzer signature moment one shining moment or 73 jayhawks i cannot believe it <laughs> it feels so good to write that down uh, i don't want to get sidetracked here yeah but we're all tied are those veneers that Wilson have, or is it? Yeah, I think they are. Gotta I think, be right. I think they. I think he got that done. Absolutely, it's, they I, are. I, I beautiful. Been, I meant to bring that up so long ago. They're but beautiful. He brought brought up the driving left. Yeah, I got Bama. Yeah, I got Bama as well. 69, yeah. regular, <laughs> and then Bama <laughs> in the overtime. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm all over Alabama in this tournament. I I just they're the best team in the country. It's not close. Well, I mean, I guess it's close. Uh, they but. defend and they fucking they could score seven in. Yeah, they're really seconds. they're really scary good. They're really scary good. They do a great job getting yeah. lanes and passing lanes. They're a they're a solid basketball team. Sorry, Kevin. No, it's cool. I just was looking. I was doing some uh, some looking back here. It's interesting because Alabama 
falls to West Virginia in the second round. So this actually can't happen, but I understand. <laughs> I understand the exercise. I get it. Yeah. Um, um, I think this was fun guys. I think we learned a lot. I think we, I, Kevin loves upsets. Yeah. Kevin loves upsets. He knows every single player that's ever come through the Dallas <laughs> area, whether it was in high school or college, nobody's got their pulse on the Dallas basketball scene more than he does. And, um, me and Fran and you hate Marquette. Yeah, Lance, even though uh, we have them in the Final Four. I don't know nice how that happened. Dude, I don't know how you never won one of those Marquette battles. Great campus, though. Great campus. That, and uh, that They have that strip club nice. right there on, the, yeah. on the Bar Street. Oh, gosh. Oh, what a beautiful campus in a beautiful city. Huck and singles. Yeah, love it. Love that city. And Kevin was not with us on that golf trip a couple summers ago. I think this was fun, guys. Thanks for coming on and doing this with me. The pleasure is yeah. all on this Yeah, side. thanks for having us, Nick. It was, uh, it was my pleasure. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review. We will have an extra episode for you if Kansas makes it on to the Sweet 16, which I fully expect them to. We will have an episode for you early next week. We won't make you wait all the way until Thursday again. I promise. Thanks again for listening. Thanks to my buddies. Lance and Kevin, thanks to my other buddy, Matt Tate of the Lawrence Journal World. We'll talk to you guys next week. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 